Did anybody read ahead? This, you know, for those of you who are guests or visitors with it, I don't want to presume too much. Um, we, we here at Pray Bible, um, starting the first of the year, have been uh, begun a journey to go through the letters of First and Second Corinthians. And I was wondering, um, and we're in chapter 5 this week. Is any, did anybody read ahead? Raise your hands if you read, read ahead. Some of you did. Um, I want you to know something. Last week, if you're with us, Pastor Billy made a statement. He said, sometimes um, God calls pastors to share um, a word, to share on a topic that um, they're pretty sure that the folks in their church really don't want to hear about. And if you read ahead and you read chapter, 1 Corinthians chapter 5, you probably know that when I started studying for this week, I'm going, Billy set me up! Now, some of you that haven't read ahead, you're going, what's he talking about? Well, I'll just tell you right now, the subject that I'm confident is going to make you all very uncomfortable this morning that we're going to talk about is sex. Some of you, some of you didn't even want to giggle like Lisa did. I'm not sure what you're giggling about. My mom's here. We're going to talk about sex. Actually... We're just going to talk a little bit about sex today, okay? There's, there's actually a, a topic within 1 Corinthians chapter 5 that is actually, that we're going to spend more time on, that's even more uncomfortable for some folks than sex. And that is the topic of judging other people. Um, I think I've shared with you many, many times before that I didn't grow up going to church, and I want to tell you my perception of church people back then. My perception when I wasn't inside the church, when I wasn't a Christian, was that church people were judgmental. Now, honestly, I can tell you that I never personally felt judged by a Christian, primarily because I didn't go to church, so I didn't really have the opportunity, but I never felt that personally, but I still had that perception. And when I became a church person, I began to realize that most church people are aware of that perception. And what we do, because most of us are good people, what we do, knowing that that's the perception that people have of us, is that we this, the pendulum swings exactly the opposite direction, and we embrace the idea that um, to judge other people is sinful. Now, um, my question is this. Is that true? Is that what we as Christians should be embracing? The idea that judging other people is sinful. Well, this morning as we continue in our journey through um, the letters to the Corinthians, we're going we're gonna to delve more deeply into that topic. And some of what we talk about today is going to be uncomfortable. But you know what I've discovered? Oftentimes the things that make us uncomfortable are things that we really need to hear. So... Keep an open mind as much as possible. I'm going to challenge you right now. Just because I say something, don't believe it. Take your Bibles out. Read things in context. Interpret for yourself. Especially when it comes to the hard stuff. Okay? So, if you have your Bibles, 1 Corinthians chapter 5. And if you're using the, the, uh, the Bibles that we provide here at church, so nobody has an excuse. Everybody has a Bible. That's on page 1,134. 1 Corinthians chapter 5. And as you're looking that up, 
I'll take just a moment to, um, to set up the passage for today, okay? If you've been with us at all on the journey, you'll remember that one of the issues that the Apostle Paul was addressing in the church of Corinth was the fact that um, the people in Corinth were judging him and the, uh, the, this guy named Apollos, right? And, and basically they were judging them or him based on his preaching style. And he calls them out for it. He says, you ought not judge me for the way I preach. So, I want you to keep that in mind as we move into chapter 5. Because the whole idea of judging others it comes up again here in chapter 5. But it takes kind of a more serious and, and a more dark turn. If you've read the chapter, you know what I'm talking about. Basically, this is what's going on. Um, it comes to the Apostle Paul's attention that there's a guy in the Corinthian church who's living with his stepmom. Now you're thinking, well, what's the big deal about that? Well, the um, implication is that he's having, he's having sex with his stepmom. All right, told you we were going to talk about sex, didn't I? So, Paul, he, he, he hears about this and he realizes, we got to address this. This is a brand new church and, and that's the kind of stuff that can, can just ruin everything if they don't, if they don't address it in a, in a godly and, and um, biblical way, okay? But here's, here was the difficulty of it. In the previous chapters, he had just got done kind of holding them accountable or calling them out for judging him. Yet now he's realizing he's got to, he's got, he's asking them to judge this guy. So how do you do it? All right? So that's where we come. First Corinthians chapter 5, uh, starting at verse 12. I'm just going to, let's just take it in, as, as the two verses together and we'll break it down in just a second. First Corinthians chapter 5, verses 12 and 13, he says, who, listen to me now, who are we to judge those on the outside? He's basically saying, who are we, he's asking a question, right? Who are we to judge those on the outside of the church or those who have not accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, those who don't attend church? Who are we to judge those on the outside? But are we not to judge those on the inside? He's asking the question. And he answers the question when he says, let God judge those on the outside of the church, but let us put away from ourselves all that is evil. Okay. So, that sounds a lot like a lot of religious stuff, and even with the context that I provided you, you're probably going, what, what are we supposed to do with that? So, let's, let's dig a little deeper. And in doing so, I want us to go back to the earlier chapters. Remember earlier when I said Paul called the Corinthians out for judging him on his preaching style, right? Because they, they, they were basically saying, we like, uh, Apollos preaches better than than." Then Paul. And Paul's going, what are you doing? Don't judge me or Paul's or anybody else like that. That's not, that's not what we're called to do. Now, when he says this, it's something you have to understand. So this is getting the context, right? When he says, when he calls them out for judging him on something as shallow as his preaching style, he is not saying to them, listen to me now, he is not implying to them that they shouldn't judge him at all. In fact, Paul wants them to judge him. 
As we will find not just in in the letters to the Corinthians, but all throughout Paul's letters, what you will discover is that Paul, in fact, all Christians should want to be judged. But not according to shallow things like, well, I like his personality or I like that, that, uh, that, the clothes that they wear. No, that's stupid. All Christians, and Paul in particular was saying, I want to be judged uh, on whether or not my life is a reflection of Jesus or not. Remember, simple, authentic Jesus. He's, he's, he's saying, please judge me on that. Okay? Which brings us back. So what, what he is doing here in this chapter, in 1 Corinthians chapter 5, he, what he's doing is he's trying to get He's trying to provide context and nuance to the whole idea of judging others. The first thing he says what is what? He says, who are we to judge those on the outside of the church, right? Basically, what he's saying is, it's not your job to judge people on the outside of the church. Christians, did you hear that? So we asked earlier the question, is it sinful to judge people? It is sinful to judge people on the outside of the church. No ifs, ands, or buts about it, right? It is sinful to judge people on the... And I'll tell you why it's sinful to judge people on the outside of the church. It's like, if I was going to give you an analogy, it would be like judging a plumber on whether or not they're a good electrician. You understand what I'm getting at? People who, are, who have not accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior have a completely different worldview than you do. Or it's unfair of you to expect them to have the same worldview that you have. Because they have not accepted Christ as their Lord and Savior. They haven't submitted to the Lordship of Christ. So it's actually kind of ridiculous for you to do that. And we'll, later on we'll talk about what else it is. But it's, it's not fair and it's not right. In fact, it's sinful for Christians to judge those on the outside of the church. But then he doesn't stop there, does he? He says, but are we not to judge those on the inside of the church? Let God judge those on the outside. See, everybody's going to get judged. You can like it or not, but everybody's going to get judged. Let God judge those on the outside, but let us put away from ourselves, but let us put away from ourselves all that is evil. Your job as a Christian is to judge me. Now, we don't, I'm uncomfortable using that. That whole, that whole idea scares me a little bit. Doesn't it make you uncomfortable? For you to judge me and me to judge you, and, because then it can get awful personal, and right? It's just, I told you you were going to be uncomfortable, but that's it. That's the truth. That's the gospel. In fact, what happens a lot of times, it makes us so uncomfortable that this is about the time that we Christians will flip back to Matthew chapter 7. For quickly, move to, in your Bibles, open up to Matthew chapter 7. I'm going to help you out right here, okay? And think, you think I'm going to help you out. Matthew chapter 7, verse 1 and 2. You'll want to read this one in context later too, by the way. Mark, we got it up there, right? They're in Matthew chapter 7 because Jesus' words, because the words in the Gospel of Matthew are more authoritative than the words in, the, in 1 Corinthians, right? No! Listen, listen to me. <laughs> I understand my sarcasm. If it's in the Bible, it applies to you. Don't be playing games like, and people try to do this all the time. Well, because Jesus said it, 
then it's, that's more powerful than what Paul said. No. If it's in the Bible, it is the Word of God for you. But look what he says here. Matthew, what we Christians want to do, because we get so uncomfortable with the idea of, of judging people, is we, we jump to a passage like this where Jesus says, judge not lest ye be judged, right? That makes me feel better. How about you? Let's just not judge people. Let's go back to what we talked about earlier, right? That it's sinful to judge anybody. But remember, you've heard me say this many, many times before, and we need to hear this. Remember how, how dangerous it is to pluck a, a, a verse or a, a passage out of its context? This is a perfect example of that. Because if all you were to read is just judge not lest ye be judged, you would say, see, Christians aren't supposed to judge people. But that's not what Jesus is saying. If you, read, if you know the context. He says, judge not lest ye be judged, for the measure by which you judge others will be the measure by which you are judged as well. So, and if you, if you look again in that whole context there in Matthew chapter 7, remember that's when Jesus says, it, if you go to help somebody get a, a splinter out of their eye, make sure that you take the log out of your own eye first, right? What Jesus is saying is, don't judge, he's saying, when you do it, approach the whole idea with fear and trembling. You should be a little scared, right? Because what goes out comes back in. It should scare you a little bit. When you, when you entertain the thought of judging someone, you need to imagine how would I feel if I did that? If someone did that to me, right? Be empathetic. You need to consider, um, am, I, am I grace-filled? Do I have a heart of, of compassion and empathy for this person? Because that's what I'd want from you. So if I'm approaching you with, with a word of accountability or judgment, I, I'd want, I, I need to do it with fear and tremble. I need to approach you with, with humility and empathy and grace. Be careful. He's not saying don't do it. In fact, you need to listen to what I'm saying. If you are a Christian, if you've accepted Jesus Christ into your heart as Lord and Savior, you should want people to judge you. Why? That's, that sounds stupid, doesn't it? So why would I even say that? Why would I say that if you're a Christian, you should want somebody to judge you? Listen to me. Because if it is truly your heart's desire to be a, a simple, authentic re representation of Jesus to the world, you're going to need the accountability of others. Because you know, as human beings, we can convince ourselves when if I'm just left to my own devices, you know, it's not so bad, it's not so bad right? Have you ever done that? I do that all the time. That's not that bad. So we need people, our brothers and sisters in Christ, to come up alongside of us and hold us accountable. Or using the word that makes us all nervous, we need to judge us. We need it. If we, are, if we ever hope to be the simple, authentic representation to the world that we all say we want, we need that. 
Now, having said it, listen to me, because what I'm about to say is, this is hand in glove. If you don't figure this next part out, you're going to be in big trouble with regards to the whole accountability or judgment thing. If, as Christians, we go to a brother and sister in Christ and we hold them accountable or we judge them, if you haven't first by the way you live and the way you've treated them, convince them that, that you love them, you are courting disaster. You understand what I'm saying? Because if someone feels judged or if they feel like they're being held accountable and they're not sure that, you, that the person that's doing it loves them, they're just going to feel condemned. And it will lead to bitterness and, and resentment. But when, when, you, when they know that you love them, it's hard to do that. I don't necessarily like being held accountable, but I know Rick loves me. I know he does. He's, treated, he's, he's proven that he loves me. So I better listen to him. You see where I'm going? It's a big deal. One without the other, disaster. Together, we will become more like Jesus. Now, one last thing before I close. But the next part isn't going to make you nearly as uncomfortable as this last part. You know the part where, in the Scripture where Jesus said, um, who are we to judge those on the outside of the church, right? If we aren't to judge those on the outside of the church, how are we to treat them? Have you, ever thought, have you thought about that this morning? It's very simple. You need to love them too. Right? Just like you would love me, you need to love them without the judgment part, without the accountability part. Because what will happen is, when you love someone who is outside the church or someone who hasn't accepted Christ as their Lord and say, when you love them authentically, it'll cause them to go, why? Why do you love me like that? Because they will see Jesus in you and they'll want some of what you've got. You see where I'm going? So listen, it is not your job to judge folks on the outside of the church. But it is your calling to judge me and to judge each other. Because all of us want to be more like Jesus. Now, I don't want to presume, we got a lot of people here today, I don't want to presume that everybody here, just because you're inside the church, that presume that everybody inside the church today has accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior. If that's you, I've got some good news for you. And the good news is, Jesus loves you. I love you too. But the best news is, Jesus loves you. And Jesus loves you just the way you are right now. He, you do not have to get yourself all cleaned up. You don't have to stop doing that or start doing this for Jesus to love you. He already loves you. But here's the best news of all. He loves you so much that He won't leave you where you are today either. Jesus has a plan for you, for your life, that, will, that is more joy-filled and purposeful and meaningful than you can dream or imagine. But for that reality to be true in you, you must submit to Him as your Lord and Savior. 
If you've never done that before, um, it'd be my privilege as pastor of this church to pray that prayer with you, but you don't need me to pray that prayer. You can do that all by yourself. It's just confessing to God that you are a sinner and that you need forgiveness and inviting Him into your heart. If you would like to pray that prayer with your pastor, it'd be my honor, however. If there's anything else that you got going on that you'd like to pray with your pastor about, right over there is that open door. That's our prayer room. If you need a prayer.